0: Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today we're finishing up a four-part series on four coaching traps that we need to be aware not to fall in. Uh, we started back in the first episode: controlling coaches create compliant players. The second episode, we talked about how critical coaches can create insecure players. Most recently, we talked about avoiding coaches and how they create disengaged players. If you miss any of those three, you absolutely want to go back and check those out. But today, we're going to finish up the four part series on coaching traps as we talk about rescuing coaches and how they create helpless players. TJ. I think we've all been there, okay, where you've got the rescuing coach, man. They are always there to pick up their player. They are always there to bail them out. They are always there to uh, lend the hand, which sounds positive, but in this case sometimes can be more of a negative at times. And in return, they are building helpless players. It's a trap we've got to be careful of.
1: Yeah, this is, man, this is one that, This was one that really gets me because I think a lot of times the rescuing coach thinks they're helping, but they're really hurting, you know, and I got a thousand thoughts that are going through my head, but the one probably most, you know, relevant is that, you know, our job is not to prepare when I've said this before, but our job is not to prepare the path for the child, but the child for the path and rescuing coaches don't do that. Rescuing coaches, just try and prepare the path and make it as easy as possible for people to, to get through life. And
0: and I think I think coaches can relate back to parenting in this. Yeah. Because I, I feel I feel like it's really evident in the parenting space, yeah. right? But like just think about the theme as it relates to parenting and now connecting it to coaches. We've all seen whether you yourself as a parent or uh, maybe growing up or your friends' parents, right? Where the parent is there to bail them out. Did their kid out at all times, and almost does their homework for them, yeah. and marches into school and talks to the teacher and the principal, and just literally just rescues them for everything. Okay, yeah. they wanted no resistance and no difficulty in their children's life, and what does the kid turn out to be? Right, weak-minded, not very tough-skinned. Right, uh, isn't able to like kind of handle the tough. Uh, adversity that life will naturally throw at you It just isn't prepared in the way they could be right same applies to coaching right the same premise are we preparing our players for the tough situations the adversity that will naturally come are we building tough players we've talked so many times on this episode about toughness in yeah. the role of toughness or are we a coach that you know one wants to kind of set it up for him
1: yeah all right and this happens so many different ways, you know. I, I've shared that story, too, before about, you know, I've got a brother-in-law who's a pretty big donor to a, a team and, you know, a big Power Five conference. And he talks about a lot of them, a lot of the guys that are big fans and donors, they hire these guys when they get done, right? And then one year in, they find out they're just completely unemployable. They're, they're ruining the business. You know, they're just – they're killing it. And, and the reality of, like, if we're looking at the higher level of those Power Five, or whatever, they've lived – Maybe the best four years of their life. They've eaten better than they'll probably ever eat. People have prepared it on you know on meal tables and buffet tables. They lived in unbelievable dorms with no rent, no pay. They've had you know they're living a good. People are stretching them. They're getting massages. They're you know I mean they're living one heck of a life. You know now I'm not saying they're not working hard and not doing all that, but at the end of the day they've got tutors that are. This is I mean not just coaches but tutors that are probably helping them do papers and all this different stuff. And while they were playing their sport, they didn't actually learn the life skills because they were enabled, or you know, through all of the other um, things that are going on. And I think that probably no coach really had that in mind or was trying to do that, but they they um, they've enabled those players through those processes of there was always a tutor, there was always somebody to cook, there was always somebody you know that didn't have the real struggles, and and I think that's where. Um, it sucks for a coach to like look back and you know there's that player that you're like man if, you know this kid did this and this kid got this and they got everything they wanted and then all of a sudden I mean, you see him this spoiled kid that you know can't keep it on the tracks and those are horrible stories and all of us probably i mean as parenting that's what, like you said before that's probably the scariest place like am i doing this for my child like I mean, that's the one that worries me more than anything but then as a coach I want to be an extension of the father that I am trying to be that for other people and it,
0: it, this one can weigh you down how much do you help and how much do you not help yeah i mean this is tough and you know i think about like two areas tj grades and behavior right you know especially in the high school space grades you see this from time to time where the kids grades are starting to suffer uh there's a risk of being ineligible and then all of a sudden the coach just Man, they get on the phone, they start visiting classrooms, and they are just talking, talking, talking. Can you help me, teacher? Can you help me, teacher? I've got my player. We need him. They start having those conversations, right, just to kind of save them or behavioral, right? There's a possible suspension coming to a player for whatever the behavior is, and then the coach steps in to defend and fight for their player, and it's tough. Yeah. Because what do you do? Right, do you teach the lesson? Right, And know that the pain today will equal pleasure tomorrow? Or do you fight it and hope that the pleasure today and run the risk that there could be pain tomorrow? That pain being a player with a, uh, a helpless mindset, right? Yeah. One that just thinks people are going to bail them out and just can continue down the path of laziness or uh, poor behavior, whatever it happens to be. When do you draw the line? When do you fight for When do you not? When do you teach the lesson? How do you pick and choose? That line is so thin, right? <laughs> it is so thin because here, the, the coach
1: that will bend over backwards to help a player in need for the right reasons, right, is my hero. Like that's the coach that I love, that will 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 save to me. I mean, yeah, the, the coach that will—that's the coach that I. I mean, that that's got my heart personally, right? The that over that thin line is the coach that will what do you need they'll do whatever they want for this young person thinking that they're giving them the best they possibly can in the meantime they're just ruining them that's the coach that breaks my heart like that's that thin line between those two and uh you know and i worry about those and i got i got one other thought and i got one other question for you as well but before we do that let's let's get our
0: communication tip from our partners at team snap Thanks to our friends over at Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Today we're going to be talking about closing the loop. This week when you're communicating, make sure you're communicating everything you want and exactly how you want it, leaving no room for interpretation. Completely close the loop on your communication. More often than not, we only communicate bits and pieces and we leave a lot for interpretation that can be a scary proposition when dealing with younger athletes. So this week, make sure you are thorough with your communication and close the entire loop so there is no miscommunication on the other end. Thanks to our friends at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. So how do you avoid that line? Adam, like, how do how do you how do, you,
1: how, do you, how do you become that coach that's there for your players, loves them, takes care of them, and not step over to that player that enables them?
0: I, I think coach. you, yeah, I think you have to rescue with responsibilities. I think that's the key, TJ. You have to rescue with responsibilities. Okay, I'm going to help you out as a coach. I'm going to step in. I'm going to put my reputation on the line. I'm going to fight for you. But with that, there's some responsibility. Right? I need to see X, Y, and Z from you. And and I tell you, you know, I want to do this because I love you and I care for you, right? And I want the best for you. Right. But you've got to understand this what is happening now is not good. It's not healthy. It's not productive for your future. So if I do this, I need you to do X, Y, Z, and I'm gonna tell you right now, and I and I hate to say this, but if I do it and you don't follow through on your part. I can tell you right now, if it happens again, I'm probably not gonna be the one there to help you. All right, so I will rescue you with responsibilities in return, all right? And then you start creating a healthy kind of, uh, we're in this together, like we're both gonna fight to improve, right? I'm going to help you on the front end, but you're going to help yourself on the back end. And when I help you on the front end, and then you help yourself on the back end, together we will propel, and together we will move forward, and hopefully have this serendipitous wedding and just move forward. Right? Let me,
1: let me. So let me tell you what I think. Some coaches do in this scenario. This is the one that scares me. This is where they're, the 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 water muddies for me. So the responsibility piece, right? Like. There's this piece of that goes back to my own faith, unconditional love, right? So how do, how do you give unconditional love to somebody, right? Like you, that's what I'm trying me, to do.
0: Me rescuing you yeah. is
1: unconditional yeah, love. Yeah, like, yes, I, yes, but but until but I, you tag it, until you tag it, right? No, until, no, no, no. Listen, no I understand I'm, I, what on, you're hold saying. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting what you're saying at all. I, what I'm saying is doing it the right way because a lot of times. Here's the love that I give you, and I think a lot of people. In return, you're going to be eligible and help this team win. In return, you're going to do it right. And I think what you're talking about is attaching it to things not related to to the sport. But where I think a big mistake comes is when people attach it to the sport, where they're like, "I'm going to love you and I'm going to rescue you, but don't do this again." In the meantime, I'm going to look the other way, and you're going to start, or you're going to play, or you're going to be able to transfer. You're, you know, that's where it gets ugly. So, I, I think it's an important key to, for coaches to attach the responsibility to the right things does that make sense yes because if you attach it to the wrong things then it's going to be like i love you because you can help us does that make you know I, I, and, uh, and that's the message that players don't need i mean the, i'm glad you the, clarified that the, the, the message players do get is we're going to help you pass your classes so you can be here friday night for us so you can be here friday night for us but then coaches justify it so you can graduate you know what I mean (laughs) right so you can graduate but no the reality is so that you can be here Friday night well I I didn't want them not to graduate they needed to get a degree into okay a degree they didn't work for paid no price for is going to be a life where they go on and expect a job where they paid no price and didn't work for Mm -hmm. so it can't be that so so that that's why I think it's so crucial coaches make that mistake all the time you know well, hey, look, man, I'm going to help you get your degree. I'm going to make sure you get the right tutors and all this. I'm going to make sure you go to class, and we're going to sit outside every day. You don't have somebody sitting outside every day when you go to work. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest with you, that bothers me. Like, I see this happen all the time. I know a lot of coaches that are, man, it's okay. You know, I just – it sucks. i got to follow these kids around. i got to open the door and make sure they're there in class. And I'm like – my my first thought is, and what does that do? Oh, we got to get them a degree so they can graduate. Well, so, when they take their job, somebody's gonna actually sit outside their door and make sure they're in that like that that's what I'm talking about, attaching it to the wrong things.
0: So so you do agree though that rescuing and maybe the semantics is different, but there are there is a responsibility on the other end from the other person. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So like compared to the coach who just rescues and like doesn't really put any conversation or responsibility on that other person, It's just like them bailing them out, Mm -hmm. right? With nothing in return. Uh, You know, I think going back to the teachable moment, which you've referred to many times, I think part of the rescuing process, right, can be teachable moments built in, right? I'm going to help you out in this. I'm going to go out of my way because I love you unconditionally, right? Right? To your point, like, I don't have to do this. You know, Technically, we'd be fine on Friday night without you, truthfully, right? You know, but I want to do this because I care so much about you. But, you know, I need to know that you're in it, too, right? Like, I need to know you're with me, right? That if I go and have this conversation and help you out, that you're ready to step up in life and grades and school, whatever it happens to be, to, to own up. Are you with me? Let's go.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, but that line is thin as well. You know what I mean? Like I, I really believe there's a lot of coaches I've talked to that believed they were rescuing for the right reasons, right, but but it, weren't. And It I, reminds I,
0: me of that Last Chance you, which I've actually watched since last time we recorded, you, yeah. right? I've watched it since last time. And in essence, the, the lady on the Netflix series, she is kind of doing what you're saying there, right? And not to call her out because she seems like extremely – uh uh caring and and lovable person but she is she's following them around right helping them with their grades the yeah. administration uh the lady administration yeah and and, and to her to her credit that may credit, be a little different cuz that's her job no, no,
1: yeah yeah and, but to her but to her credit i think she left that job for the same thing we're talking about she she was tired of she, i think she got not to spoil it for you right
0: oh i haven't watched them all so you, you – all right, go ahead
1: but i think what i'm not going to spoil <laughs> the whole thing for you but i think I could be wrong, but part of the reason she left is because she wanted more accountability from the coaches mm. to these players. She loved them. She wanted to support them. She wanted to help them. But, like, they weren't going to class, and there was no consequence. Or they weren't turning into paper, and there was no consequence. And she was trying to do all that stuff. And I think at the end of the day, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was – you are not holding these boys accountable from the coaches and so now all i'm doing is enabling them mm. and i honestly think that's why she left so it's a really so it interesting so kind of
0: plays into this topic a little bit yeah. from the coaching staff
1: yeah right? I, I think it goes back to the coaching staff i think at the end of the day they wanted her to be the person that kept them eligible like and look I'm buddy stevens right like I, him and, and you know the the whole not the whole coaching staff but i'm just saying it starts with him he's the leader right at the end of the day I kind of think he thinks he's doing a really good thing by these guys. This is the last chance. I'm going to teach them how to win a championship. They're going to learn how to, you know what I mean. I think at the end of the day, he thinks that he may be doing that. But you hear later in episodes where players leave and they're like, "F him!" Like, "Screw that!" Like, you know, I mean, they're they're over it. You know, like they're saying they're cussing him because they're like he didn't care about us. Like they saw right through it. And and at the end of the day, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, preparing the child. He was just, he was just another step that was an enabler along the way and 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 that's yeah that's why I I wanted to before you know he came down too hard on her I think that's what broke the back right <laughs> well
0: i haven't seen all the episodes yeah, so i didn't yeah, know where she, where, no, where. but but i
1: think she was in that spot that tons of people are in. i know a lot of i know a lot of d1 assistant coaches that are in that spot right now that's what they do they make sure they go to class they make sure they, they do all these you know little things but when they knew from the top, it was only about getting ineligible eligible to win a game and go get scholarships. Right? That job sucks. But when it's about changing their life, that job might not be as bad. Mm. And I, but most of the time, the job is about keeping them
0: eligible. What a dynamic that we have to encounter as coaches. You know, as we talk about this fourth trap, rescuing coaches, creating helpless players, and you know, I, I hate to say it in today's world. You know, this is going to become more and more of a dynamic that coaches have to handle with players and and players not necessarily behaving the right way and doing the right thing and coaches trying to find that balance of being that person that hero that you talked about on one day versus the enabler right on the the second day and always trying to find that balance but it's a trap that we need to be sensitive to and as a coach i don't know if there's a right or wrong way in this discussion as it is we just need to be consciously aware and and constantly, what we've used this term before, um, uh, TJ, temperature check. Um, nah, um drawing a blank here. Like where we just kind of said, like you're constantly having to assess how you're doing. Yeah, um, uh, you know, are God. you not? Are
1: you a thermostat or a thermometer? No, set it's the not. That, no, it's not
0: that at all. Like um, um, it's kind of like goes along the lines of calibrating. Anyways, yeah. I'll tweet it. Wait, tweet I'll, it. I'll tweet okay. it once yeah. I remember it. But nonetheless basically along the lines of constantly assessing and constantly evaluating and and checking yourself as it relates to this. How are you doing? Are you you leaning one side more than the other? Uh, But nonetheless, hopefully you enjoyed these four part series of coaching traps that you and I need to be conscious of not falling into. I'm Adam. He is TJ. We are the Harwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.